Welcome everyone to another episode of Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth Pearson, and I am over the moon excited for our guest today. It's Alicia Gallagher. She is the co-founder of Mob Beauty. She's also a close friend and somebody that is a wonderful model of having the spirit to do something different and overcome resistance to make your dreams come true. So please help me welcome Alicia Gallagher. Alicia, it's so good to see you. I feel like you've been on quite a journey over the last couple of years. And in this show, we really like to highlight some personal achievements, maybe overcoming resistance, getting out of your comfort zone. And that definitely is part of your journey, is it not? I'd love for you to just kind of share a little bit with our listeners on how you got to this point where you are a co-founder of an incredibly intentional uh, clean beauty brand with Mob. Yes. So um, it has been quite a journey. I've been in the beauty business my entire career. And um, I started out as a makeup artist and I've kind of been on all sides of the business. Um, And, you know, I've, in terms of like the brands that I've represented, I've always represented brands that I believe in, you know, Um, it's always been very important to me. I started, really started my career with Laura Mercier and she's um, really still to this day, one of the most amazingly talented makeup artists that has ever been. And I learned so much from her and I believed so much in her philosophy and the product. And and it, it was after I left Laura Mercier, I went to a brand, it was called Cover FX. And that's where I met one of my co-founding partners. And that's where I was introduced to clean beauty. And I was actually also introduced to um, vegan beauty. And um, I've been a vegetarian almost my entire life. Um, I live a clean lifestyle. So I've, I've lived these values. And when I when I went, and this was in 2012, um, and clean beauty wasn't even a word, you know, like we didn't even right. know what to say. We didn't even know what to call it. So, yeah. I mean, I was part of like the promotional marketing and sales. And so I, I was sales. And so we were like healthy. We called it healthy beauty, you know, clean beauty. But once I came to know and educate myself around clean beauty and realize that like there's amazing product out there that doesn't have animal products, that's not tested on animals, that doesn't have any ingredients that are either of a concern or a perceived concern. I was done. I was like, I'm never going back. And it was there that I met my co-founder, partner, Victor Casali, who is an amazing iconic chemist. And he came from Mac and um, created a lot of their studio fix and all of these products. And so I had, you know, I'd been working with an artist with Laura and as an artist and coming and working with a chemist was just so cool and learning so much. And as I said, I just, I've never, I'd never went back. And so being here and being able to incorporate all of those things that are important to me in terms of my value system. But then also there's a big sustainability component to mob. And so it's just, it's wonderful to, to be able to be with a group of people and be at a brand that is, that I just feel so passionately about the mission and what we're doing. And it's, it's harder, it's more difficult, right. but it's, it's exciting. And it just really is kind of, it's like, I'm living, I'm living my life, you know, through, you know, yeah. through my product, my values. Yeah. I mean, I think that's spiritual alignment, right? And that is something that 
You know, I think each one of us has this set of values or things that we really strive to kind of marry into our professional life that we may exude in our personal life. And that's not always easy. You know, Um, I was in sales for a long time and I always, the rule was I had to make sure that it was something that I would give my kids and I would be proud to have my family try, you know, and I was in consumer packaged goods. So it was always beverages and snacks. But at one point, you know, I got to Coke and I'm selling diet Coke to high schools and I'm like, can't do it. (laughs) Like here again, here's where you have to make that decision, right? right? Am I going to be authentic to myself and my values and take a risk and switch my career? Or am I just going to stay and keep climbing the rungs and try to get the CEO position and get more money? And when we first met, I feel like you were kind of at that crossroads, right? There was like untapped opportunity in the existing cosmetic industry, but you always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit and this burn to create something that was a bit of a disruptor and that could really change the entire industry. So how was that kind of coming to this, this conclusion of I'm going to do it versus like where you were? How did you bridge that gap from where you were to where you are now? Um, I, I, a lot of support. Um, I'm talking to one of the ladies right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gotta have support. Yeah. I mean, it, you just, for me, this was my, my personal experience. Obviously I just had to push past fear. I just had to have like this insurmountable belief in myself that I, I almost had to trick myself. It was like, I don't know, but yes, you right. can. I mean, you just, yeah. I just, I have so much respect, especially now being here for anybody that's, you know, that, that has started a business or done anything like on their own like that, because I don't care how confident you are and how much experience you have. Like scary AF. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like, it's like next level fear Uh and resistance, especially when you're walking away from a multiple six figure salary and you're like, we're just going to go over here because I mean, that was a very real option for you, which was to stay in the industry, work at an incredibly high level, get, you know, these wonderful, really concrete salaries and then bonuses and all of that. Or follow like the whisper nudging you to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like there was a point when it kind of clicked that like, yeah, I feel like I'm far enough away from the shore of what I was doing. And I'm even if you're kind of out in the ocean, but I'm far enough away now that that doesn't feel like an option is to go back to where I was. I mean, was there like a seminal moment? There was a lot of cosmic in what's happening here, like even including like you know, the timing of, you know, when I started talking to my co-founding partner and just the way that things aligned that, you know, I believe, I I believe in all the (laughs) woo-woo. I mean, I just do. And, um, and so there was a lot of things that almost like, for lack of a better way to say, it was like, Felicia, if if you don't do this, the universe is going to literally to God. I mean, like, you know, it kind of just knocked me out of my chair. It was like, no. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. And um, if you don't follow this, I realized, I think what it was is I came to a point where I realized, and this is something that's always been impactful to me, and I don't follow it as much as I would I would want to, but fear, regret more than fear. Mm. And for me, yes. I just was like, if you don't do what's in your gut, what's telling that you are going to 
not be able to live with yourself. You know, you might be having the safety or the security or the whatever, whatever, but you're going to beat yourself up every damn day, you know, uh, for not you following are. your, your gut, you know? And I've always yeah. been such a, like a head person, like reason and practical. And I'm like this Capricorn grounded, like planet. No, yeah. And so I've always followed here and not so much the gut, which that's another thing that I've learned a lot and support. And, you know, just that's really where the truth is. But then once you can tap into that trust and you can believe, I feel like it overflows into so many other areas of your life, yes. right? So it's like you're you're willing to take more risks. You're willing to be more open to things not looking the way that you had planned them to look. And that's where all these incredible experiences come in, right? Yes. hundred yeah. percent. And it's, I totally it's really, so. I, I really have, like it just, I push myself to listen to my intuition and follow it, even if it is crazy sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, you had a bunch of resistance, I feel like, you know, in making the decision, even though there were some things, that's the thing, guys, sometimes it can look really obvious to outside sources, like, well, yeah, of course, you should do this. But it's always easier to be the person on the other side who's not actually like taking the risk saying, absolutely, why not? And it's really hard to switch our focus from being what's currently on the table. This is what I could have, which I know I could have. And then really choosing option B, which is the unknown. Even if everybody's telling you it has this immense potential, right? It's still very hard to take that step. So do you feel like your ability to trust yourself and trust the universe and read the signs and messages that came to you definitely like still guide you and even brought other people into your life that were maybe surprising? Yes. I mean, it's, I mean, I just, I really mean I wish if there's anything that I wish so much, I wish I would have had these tools in my toolbox so long. I mean, if I would have known this kind of stuff in my twenties, I would have been an unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, no, seriously, it's just like, I think I just spent so much time being reasonable and listening to my head and not trusting my instincts and living in fear and not you know, not really following the things that, I, I mean, I, I was doing well, I was doing things I believed in. I mean, you right. know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was just completely selling myself out, you know, but yeah, I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do or what I felt I could do. When I look back now and I think about some of the things that I passed, I could have followed. I'm like, golly, you know, because I wasn't listening yeah. and trusting. And now that I do, it guides me a lot. And, and as much as anything too, I think it just, it gives me, um, there's a sense of calm. I think when you, when you mm -hmm. allow yourself to go trust the universe, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. just, okay. You know, but I mean, I tell you, I have to work at it every single day. At the end of the day, sure. I'm still this very type a personality trapped in <laughs> you know, fighting to get out every day. Right. The spiritual Alicia is like begging to be like, uh, you know, center stage. So I want to ask you because a lot of times resistance will come up anytime we try to grow or expand. Uh -huh. And that can be something that can take people out at the knees. Was there one thing that happened throughout this process when you and Vic were kind of like coming up with the idea of the company and you were still making the decision to go in or out? Was there one thing that felt like a huge wave of resistance? And then if so, how did you get past that? There 
I constantly am fighting the waves of resistance. I mean, you know, like, I don't know when it's going to go away. But I mean, yeah, there were, myself was trying to keep myself so safe, right? Like, whoa, you know, like, these are chances, these are, you know, so I don't know that there was any seminal moment. There were many of them, you know, where it was just constantly the voice in my head was going, like a constant onslaught. What What are you doing? Are you serious? You think this is going to work? I mean, you know, constantly. Right. And then, yeah, I know. And then once you get you get over that, there's another wave waiting for you as well, because that's the thing about expansion, right? Every time you try to expand or grow, yes. there will be just another wall or a wave of resistance. But I think if you can get to the place where you clearly are, where you see it for what it is, which is, it is not your gut saying, no, 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 this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. That is really your irrational brain that is trying to keep you safe from something that you don't need to be kept safe from, right? right? The soul is the voice that's saying, this could be really fun and this could be everything we've ever wanted. Like that is when you're in alignment. And I think people get confused over what is their spirit trying to communicate to them and then which piece is an irrational survival brain that is trying to keep you kind of stuck where you are. Well, and I think, you know, like leaning into fear, like I'm actually letting the fear kind of guide you to some extent. And that, like, I was like, it's almost like whatever you probably want is on the other side of your fear, you know, again, within reason, you know, but there's, again, it was yeah. like, you know, this whole, you know, there's not a bear chasing me. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Good. Right. Move. Go. I know. I, I always tell clients, I'm like, I know that the fear is you're going to end up under a bridge. You're not going to, there, there is no bridge that you're going to end up like there are so many fail safes and like safety nets before you get under the bridge that it's not going to happen, but that's where our mind goes. And so sometimes we have to just to your point, lean into the fear. Let's talk about it. What is the worst case scenario, right? And if you can find somebody that you trust or a third party person that's objective to kind of walk you through that scary you know, scenario, and then realize that the likelihood of that happening is actually almost nothing. And then you can really face the the voice of like, I'm really going to regret this someday if I don't do this. Like, and wouldn't that have been so hard to see this brand? Because Vic would have probably done it himself or something. No. (laughs) And then if (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would have seen this with somebody else as the co-founder. I mean, I don't know about you. Have you ever passed on opportunities that in the end became incredibly successful and you were kind of kicking yourself for not taking it while you had it? I mean, yeah, I think of it more like just in um, like when I was young and choosing my path in life of like, you know, you know, I think, oh my gosh, yeah. I could have done that. I could be there now, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you just, I don't want any more of those moments. You know, I want to, I just want to go for, you know, just, you got to put yourself out there and, um, yeah, you know, and I, I totally if, if agree. you're waiting, you know, it's, it's really true. If you're waiting for the time, you know, all these things that I, I've, I've listened to all the, the, the books and the podcasts and the support and, but it's just like, you know, if you're never going to be ready, you know, you're never going to, the fear's never right. not going to be there, at least for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, but the regret might, I mean, that, that's one thing that is pretty guaranteed. And I'll tell a little story when I was, um, living with Ryan, we'd been married for about a year. We were in Chicago and I was working for pirate's booty at the time. And we were just about to move to the suburbs and start having kids. And 
I did this thing on the weekends where I would just make granola, right? And it was like really good, everybody would say. And so I was like, huh, I wonder if I could make this granola and like sell it. And I went to the point where I had uh, a co-packer like giving me pricing. I did a focus group on the different flavors. Like I had all of these wonderful people in my life from Pirate's Booty that were willing to help me. And I got scared and I thought, but I'm, I'm about to get pregnant, like starting a company right now that just, and I was like, you know, really young at the time. And I thought "Eh, it won't work out. Well, sure as shit, here I am, you know, like four years later, walking the aisles of Whole Foods and wouldn't you know it, but there is an uh, Elizabeth granola and I'm sure you've seen it on the fucking shelves. And I just looked up at the, and I was like, all right, universe. You know what I mean? It was like telling me. Listen, and she sold it to Kellogg's for like, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And I was like, oh my God. And I bought it, right? And I'm eating it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my granola. Like it's so similar. And so once that happened, that was a turning point where I was like, okay, this was the regret, right? We like a washing over me of I can't let the next idea that I have that I'm starting to follow, I can't back out at the last minute because it would be so much more crushing to see it. Like that day I saw that huge display of Elizabeth Granola. That's never happening. Oh my God. And that's enough to motivate you. Yeah. No, totally. And I mean, I think that's the thing too. Like I've seen so many just things, ideas I've had, even in, you know, beauty, like somebody else do them or, you know, do it. And then you're like, Oh God, you know, like I could have done that. I had that idea. I just didn't have the confidence or I didn't have the, you know, so absolutely. Yeah. We have to be an advocate for our dreams. And you were so great to send me some, this palette from uh, everybody who can see it on the video. I'm addicted to the lip balms and the mascara. But what's so great about this is that there's Alicia written all over this, which is why I love it. Because when we first started talking, um, you had said about how, you know, you wanted clean beauty, but you also wanted it to be sustainable. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about how that was, if that was something that you were immediate, immediately in alignment with your co-founders on, or if that was something that you really had to advocate, because it feels like your spirit is kind of like woven through the fibers of this brand. How were you able Thank to make you. that happen? Thank you. I mean, it was, uh, again, I think... In terms of the sustainability piece, it's something that's very important to me. And again, I mean, I think it's just this cosmic thing where, you know, the ability to, to, to do a brand that checks all of these boxes that are important to me is amazing. And certainly with the sustainability piece, I mean, my co-founder Vic was, you know, really adamant about, you know, refillability and it's, it's more difficult. Yes. Okay. Like, look, you've got the product, you know, when I say it's more difficult, oh my gosh, it's not for you to make. Yeah, for you to make. It's right. like for us to, to yeah. even to merchandise on a website to everything about it and the design of it is a lot more challenging. For, and that's why, you know, a lot more brands don't do these types of things. Right. But it was like, we can't compromise. We know this is the right thing to do. And when you, I believe that like, I truly believe we've been sleepwalking through beauty. I've said this a number of times in the sense that, um, I don't think that people understand how much waste they're creating and where it's going, which is straight into a landfill. I mean, 120 billion yeah. units of, of cosmetic packaging a year. 
And 90% of that goes to a landfill. And I myself, okay, even though I've been this person, I've been composting for like over a decade. Like I'm, you know, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I compost. I was hardcore. I'm hardcore. I mean, I'm hardcore, you know, and yeah, you know, um, recycle, compost, I mean, you name it. And I, but I really thought a lot of my cosmetic packaging when I was through it that I was putting it in the recycle bin. And it really wasn't until we started developing this brand that I even learned so much that has hmm. changed, like absolutely changed I my, I can't, I, I can't unsee, you know? And so it's, right. it's completely shifted the way that I buy, I buy everything. Um, but I just think there's, there's so, there's so much education that needs to be done and messaging. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about too, is just like, the more people know, I think the more people know better, they do better for the most part. And so I think just like yeah. sharing the information, but I think, again, I can't say enough about just how cosmically aligned, you know, what we're doing here um, is with, you know, you know, with my values and, but it, it's challenging. It's, 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 you know, the things that we do, the way that we make product, the way that we make packaging, the way that we do everything is like, so much hard, so much harder. <laughs> than, I mean, because I've done it the other ways. Um, right. But it's so beautiful, too, though. I mean, I, it was so interesting when mine came in the mail and I was looking at it and the compact and I thought, OK, like, I, but what if I drop it or it breaks or it gets dirty? It's like indestructible. Well, like awesome. all of these things that I thought I would want a fresh package because uh, you know, maybe just for cleanliness or whatever, right? If I just feel like being a selfish bitch. Um, and no, <laughs> like it's it's so, it, but you can feel the quality. It's to the point where you wouldn't want to throw it away because it's too nice to throw away oh, is what it feels like because it has weight and stuff. But, but I love the cosmic aspect of this. And it feels like you've really become this receiver, you know, to like what the universe wants to send your way and entertaining everything and really making sure that when you're operating, it's from a place of love and intention versus kind of like reverting back to fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's successful. And that's why it's only going to grow and be successful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Do you see that? I was like, yes. Yes. Yes, Yes, it will. Well, you are one of my absolute favorite people, Alicia. I think your journey is incredible from being in an industry that wasn't bad, but noticing where there could be some improvements, some corrections, and making sure that the energy that's being put out with that brand, even in the packaging, is all positive and it is something that has a higher consciousness Um, that's really impressive that you didn't succumb to going back and just working for somebody else or cutting corners with mob. You've really held true to your mission. And I think that that's really inspirational. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. So where can listeners, um, purchase mob? So, um, you currently can purchase mob at mobbeauty.com. And I'm excited to say we're going to be expanding into some retail this year. So there's going to be more places to get mob. Uh, but for now you can find it on our site. And I have to vouch for the lip balm. It comes in a beautiful, I mean, it looks like it's, um, in a, you know, a really expensive lipstick, um, package. But Alicia was kind enough to send me one because I said, you know, I'm pale and a lot of the lipsticks that I put on are overpowering and they feel chalky. And this lip balm, 
I told her, I was like, it's got to be like a cult favorite at this point. And she agreed that it is quickly becoming it. If you're like me and your idea of lipstick is chapstick or maybe something <laughs> slightly tinted, uh, you need to check it out. I want to give them my specific color too, especially if you're pale. It's Barry M23. Ladies, this is a great entry point into the brand. And pretty soon you're going to find yourself buying multiples to have in your desk and in your purse as well. So thank you for creating such an amazing brand, Alicia. We can't wait to support it and watch the rise. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. 